0: We're losing!
1: Teamwork, guys. More teamwork. They're burying us alive! Eddie Shore? Oh,
0: piss on Eddie Shore. Old-time hockey? Piss on old-time hockey. You're blowing it! And now, Between the Stammers, your unofficial Canucks cast. Here's Art and Caleb. And hello, this is a post-Halloween version of Between the Stammers. My name is Art Aronson. I'm here with my cohort, Caleb Kirby. What's going on, buddy? What up, dog? We're coming off another nice win by the Vancouver Canucks. They've made a two in a row now after beating the Chicago Blackhawks 4-2 last night. It's coming off a 5-2 win over Minnesota last Monday. The last time we had a podcast was last Wednesday. It was after the uh, shootout win over the Vegas Golden Knights on the road. Since then, though, the Canucks have uh, gone 2-2. They lost two games, one on Saturday night against the Pittsburgh Penguins, where they got obliterated 5-0. Didn't mind that game, though. And then after that, they had a 4-1 loss to Arizona. Flip that. Other way around. The
2: loss to Arizona was first, and then the loss to the Penguins was after that on Saturday, on hockey
0: night. Either way, 2-2. Two and two. Then the Canucks followed that up with... 5-2 win over Minnesota on Monday, and then a 4-2 win last night. Uh, coming off that game, we know this. Elias Petterson, just named Rookie of the Month for October by the NHL. We're doing this uh, between the Stammers podcast on November 1st now, so this is the day after the game against uh, the Chicago Blackhawks. Patterson, of course, getting seven goals, three assists, 10 points in eight games. Are you surprised, Rookie of the Month? Nope. I'm
2: fine with it The guy missed some time He's been clearly a stud He will be a stud for us for a long time Barring any unforeseen circumstances He's so fun to watch Even when he doesn't score Like last night was a display of that again He just, every time he gets the puck You can hear like an audible (gasps) You know, in the arena As soon as the puck touches his stick It's just amazing And I can't wait to watch more and more of
0: this season This season has already been so fun there's also, also been a little bit of adversity for Patterson. I mean, he had an injury, a concussion. Uh, he got smacked up against the uh, ice there by Matheson of the uh, Florida Panthers, and he missed a few games because of that. But uh, you know what? He looked pretty good, even though he didn't score in the game against Pittsburgh. Uh, he looked all right right he had opportunities in that game and then he had the two goal game against minnesota on the monday oh man that
2: that two goal game against minnesota that one goal he scored just brett hall-esque when the puck came over to him just clapped it in from the side that he's playing when he's out on the power play that was just a beautiful beautiful goal and then the other one man Like, ripping down the wing and just absolutely goes top cheese over Dubnik's shoulder. Dubnik's a big goalie, too, and he made him look like a fool with that shot. That shot was amazing.
0: And you know what? Every time he has the puck on his ice, it looks, uh, on his stick, it looks like he can make something happen. Like, I mean, the first shift against Chicago last night, even, like... He had this little dangle through the neutral zone. He was—he's looking good. He's—can uh, you think of another rookie in the NHL that might—you know—take as long as Patterson's healthy? No, who, who I do can't. You think can take no one—no
2: one else is going to beat him. I already think he's going to get Rookie of the Year, dude. Like, go back to that Minnesota game for a second. That second goal, like when he had that on the stick and he was breaking away, like everybody knew—you know—he's crossing the blue line. Everybody's like, "Oh, he's going to score," and he did and it was just a beautiful shot my roommate actually he was talking about taking pd peaks the following day just at his like uh highlights and everything and he's just like oh how many pd peaks did you take today you know watching the highlights from last night and it's like dude i i can't stop watching these things he's amazing pd
0: peaks pd peaks man it's a thing i guess uh you know what? patterson not the only positive thing that's been going on for the Vancouver Canucks uh, through the first 14 games of the season, eight and six. You have to have a lot of things go well for you uh, to win eight of the first 14 games for this team anyway. Things have to be going right. They're not, uh, you know, they're not world beaters. So other things have to be going well besides Patterson as well. Uh, Jake Vertanen scoring two goals last night. He has seven points on the year already through the first 14 games for both goals like, highlight Rio goals from last night against uh, the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. What'd you see from Jake that you liked?
2: Oh, well, Jakey's been great the last two games. You know, even in the game Monday, like in the first period, you could tell he was feeling it. Popped one in that game. I think I tweeted it out too. Like, at the end of the first, I'm like, Jakey's feeling it in this game. He's going to pop one. Lo and behold, second period, boom, scores. And then last night, same thing. Like, the confidence behind him. The first goal, I mean, he was coming back on a back check. He was pretty pretty tired, you know. It looked like he was probably going to change and a bit of a slip-up by Chicago there. And then, obviously, you know, you get the puck on your stick and you get that little more adrenaline and gas to go. And skating down the ice, he was able to break away from the two defenders pops her home with just a beauty of a wrist or his his shot is heavy man like he has a really nice heavy shot and it was one of the things when he was in the dub like people were just like oh well his shot is crazy it's so good and in the nhl it's a little harder to just use your power and shoot through a goaltender so he's had to you know work on disguising it and and you know trying to stall goalies with his release to make them bite on when he's going to shoot and
0: I think he's coming around like I think he's learning that stuff and he's been really good it's interesting because he's not playing you know in positions to score right he's yeah. not he's not he's not on the power play either mm-hmm. power play units. no he was on
2: the power play yesterday he okay. was on the second well for unit. the most
0: part of this season I'm yeah I'm saying like he like last year he hadn't 20 points in 75 games just 10 goals 10 assists but this year this is a hot start i mean seven points in 14 games i think he's going to get a bigger opportunity to play in 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 spots to get more goals i think right
2: right now he's almost on pace for 30 goals on the season with the way that he's come out of this gate and like he dude he is confident that line last night like when green made that change to godet grandlin and Vertanen as a line they looked good like you could see Goded and Vertanen, like they were kind of feeding off each other a little bit. And they're kind of similar in that north-south style. I like I like how they meshed together. I thought that was that line was really noticeable. Granlin with just another solid game. I thought he had his best game of the season on Monday. Comes out last night. Has another really good one. Nice assist to Jake on his second goal where he, you know, buries that top shelf. And and like, I don't know. There's something there. You're you're talking about expectations for this team. And I mean, the expectations are kind of low, but like as the season builds, we have to kind of ask ourselves, like how good is this team? Are they good enough? You know, maybe to compete night in night out. Cause so far they've proven it. They haven't really had a stinker except for that game last week in Arizona. And that was on back-to-back nights on the dad trip. So i kind of give them a pass for that one i thought they were when even when they lost to pittsburgh they didn't bury any but like they had a better game except for the third period which was a bit of a collapse
0: yeah we can talk about overall you know expectations for this team but it comes down to player to player and that's why i want to get into uh, jake for Tannen, uh five goals seven points 14 games uh, this is Travis Green talking about Jake Fortan and after last night's game. I hope
1: so. Yeah, I mean his game has been a little bit spotty, um, but he hasn't played bad. I think he's had moments that have been really good, and his his low moments haven't been that bad though. He's he's played all right m- most of
0: the time. So yeah, that's Green talking about Jake VerTanne season as a whole. They were asked; he was asked, I think, by uh, reporter Jason Botch. For does Jake VerTanne look like he's figured it out?
2: Well, you know, I think with Travis Green, I think Jakey gets some of the toughest love on this team. Period. Like I really do, and I I don't think it's a bad thing when you're trying to motivate a player. And like the last couple games. Especially he's look motivated out there And that's a good thing I, Dude I wouldn't be surprised actually If you look at Jake's time on ice Per game And with how many points he's accumulated How many goals he's accumulated That he's probably right up there for Time on ice in the league for Goals amassed like He's been noticeable in everything he does. Like last night he was throwing hits in his own end when he was checking and then you could see delzato like saw that and he's like, "Hey, I can throw a hit too." And then he went out there and he started trucking guys. Like that is a nice thing to see with this team. And and you know, like last night we had Horvat, Patterson, Gauntz and Godet as our centers, you know, and and this is something that people wanted, you know, like play the kids and they looked good. They looked. They didn't look like fishes out of water out there. Every single one of them had a really, really solid game. Claudette had a super solid game. Gaunt's had like the best game he's ever had in a Canucks uniform,
0: uh, yeah. by far and away. Yeah, and this is his first game of the season he played last night, scoring a nice goal after he picked off a pass from Jonathan Taze, of all people, right in an area oh. where you wouldn't expect, and then he fired maybe – the best shot of his career. Yeah,
2: and I and I think that that Roussel goal doesn't really necessarily happen if if Gaunce isn't streaking the net the way he did, right? Like, that Gauntz goal where Manning tied him up, I think it went off a of Manning stick and over Crawford's shoulder. Like, Gauntz had a lot to do with that goal, just breaking the net, trying to make it happen.
0: And you can see the effort there. I, I really, really liked his game. Uh, Gaunce, of course, I mean, I think he's kind of like the forgotten man in the prospect pool of the Vancouver Canucks because you got to remember, he was a first he was a first round pick in the 2012 draft
2: yeah but first round pick that seems a long ways away now doesn't it like it seems a really really long ways away and i think most people believe that we know what we have in gaunts like he's not probably going to be a top six guy but even like when he's been on this team before he doesn't
0: really make any mistakes right His numbers never bore out in junior that he'd be a top guy either yeah and if you go back and look at that draft and i did the other night and i was going through it and really the players that came after him that's not a very strong draft the mm-hmm. 2012 draft is not strong like I was looking at some of the players there and they're all like third line guys I mean Tanner Pearson Brady Skay those are some of the guys that came like right after him picked um, but if you go through like pick by pick you're like wow this is one of the worst drafts ever and Gaunt's, uh the Canucks first round pick in that draft so before you get all over the Canucks for selecting him in the first round uh, also in that draft who a player that I want to talk about now uh who played a ton of minutes for the canucks last night a fifth round pick in that draft ben hutton he played i mean okay last night wasn't the the game where he played like the most minutes but he played 22 minutes last night uh the game before that against minnesota he played 27 minutes he then he had 22 uh minutes against pittsburgh and then he had um Uh, 24 minutes against arizona so he's eating up a lot of minutes right now what are you seeing from ben hutton i think he's you
2: know he's been rewarded for how well he's playing he got the empty netter against minnesota and and uh like i think since edler and tanev have been out he's been the best defenseman on that blue line by far and away and and you know what like he's kind of made good branson better you know, Good Branson, he had a really bad read last night on that first sod goal where he came over to Hutton and then Saw just completely walked him. But as a whole, like, you know, I think Good Branson's done a lot more. You see him out there. Like he's he's had some offensive chances, which we haven't seen much of. But like last night, I think he had like three or four good good looks for shots on net. And I think part of that is like the chemistry he's developed with Hutton. Those guys have had to step into a role that Let's be honest. Nobody thought they could step into and keep their heads above water, and somehow they're doing it. You know, and and Hutton to me, like I'd like to see him get more looks on that first unit power play. Again, Puglia had a bad giveaway last night where he was chasing a puck back into the neutral zone, and he wasn't. He didn't really have his feet moving, and it almost led to a. It almost led to a goal, right? That sod chance. Well, and if you're uh, looking, if you're I think it, Hutton's then... the guy to put on that first unit power play pivot
0: yeah if you're looking at the Canucks like uh last night uh, against the Chicago Blackhawks just in particular I'm watching that game and they survived the first period and um, part of the second I thought that the Blackhawks were pushing the pace and Brandon Saad was making a mockery of Gabranson in in that first period oh well it wasn't just Saad they were all over him yeah and I'm just saying that um these guys are playing big minutes yeah Hutton has to play a lot of big minutes because of the injuries that are happening to the Canucks and I think that's maybe the second biggest story amongst the Canucks right now aside from Patterson being all world but the amount of injuries that the Canucks have sustained to start this season like it's starting to pile up it's starting to pile up but it
2: kind of speaks to depth already doesn't it like this is what we went out and got to to make this happen we went out and we got Beagle he got hurt. Unfortunate. You know, Sutter hurt again, which really, really sucks. But like having those guys start and then seeing the development of Gaudet and Gaunt underneath them, like, and and without really missing a beat with those guys coming in. That's super nice, man. Like, three seasons ago, it'd be like the Megna Skilly Shapoo Ve show, right? And this year these guys that are coming in we're happy to see them we're stoked to see these players in the system that are good enough to go out there and compete and they're young and they're growing and that's the other thing too it's like they still haven't fully tapped their potential or so we hope and it's like it's really really exciting to see these guys come out there and and perform and get the win right like it's good for their confidence too
0: Let's talk about the injuries that are starting to pile up for the Canucks. Alex Edler still out three to six weeks with a knee injury. Yeah, that one sucks. Uh, Brandon Sutter, uh, he separated his shoulder in the... I think it was is it against Minnesota, I think it was. Um, he was checking someone in the corner and just... Whew, that looked yeah, I missed and popped it. Uh, Chris Tanev still battling an injury. Kind of a good news on the Chris Tanev thing, even though he missed his four straight game against... Uh, last night against chicago he he's close i think according to travis green that he will join the canucks on their upcoming six game road trip yeah it was a Bruce hip right like he's close he's really close uh brandon sutter of course we just talked about there he's i think i think four to six weeks yeah it is it's four to six weeks with a shoulder uh jay beagle still he's gonna be out for you know at least another month um, some good news though Troy Stetcher who had to leave last night's game because of concussion was seen at practice today
2: don't forget about Berchie but either man there. like he's been doing that concussion protocol and he's a good top six forward that you know we're we're missing like we I'd like to see that guy out there in the top six rather than a guy like Louie and I'm sorry Goldobin fans that guy hasn't really showed me much yet he, he dipsy doodles with the puck a little bit he's put in spots on the power play where you know he can make a pass or two but like I don't know.
0: Are you seeing much from Goldobin? Like, because I'm really not. Uh, there was a few shifts last night where I thought he was pretty good on the four check and digging a few pucks out. But, I mean, overall, no. Have, I haven't seen anything to to show me that he should have a consistent uh, a consistent run on those top two lines. Yeah. But he is, right? I mean, who else are you going to put up there? Louis Erickson? Well, Louis Erickson was up there last night. My exactly my issue, though, I mean, is is... You know, you know like against
2: minnesota Grandlin gets a look on the top line his first game this season where he gets up on that line with bo horvat pops a goal his first game how many games has louis been up there just plugging it up you know how many goldobin has one goal this season and he's been in the top six for the entire season and he's got one goal he's got to pick up his game he's got to shoot more he's on a line with petterson Peterson's all world you know, it's with, it's not
0: good enough. Yeah, with these injuries, I mean, with the injury to uh, Sven Berchi, uh where wh- what do you want to see at the top out of those top two lines? What combinations do you think are working? Because I-, I noticed Travis Green was shuffling it up the yep. last few we- the last few games, so uh, it looks like Pedersen he he likes playing Pedersen with Besser. That's I don't like see. it. That's where I've seen the last two games. He likes that, and it looks like on the other side, Goldobin has been there. Yeah, I don't like that. I I I think that forces Brock to make more passes
2: to Pedersen, and Brock, as soon as he should get, as soon as he gets the puck on his stick, especially in the areas that he usually scores from, he should just rip it. And and you know that happened last night. It it was honestly where the game just switched um, halfway through the second period. Travis Green decided, hey, let's throw. Besser on that line with Horvat And the whole game turned That's when that Vertanen uh, Got it Grandland line Came to fruition Roussel dropped down On the fourth line With Gauntz and Mott And then you had Louis with Pettersson And um, Goldobin and the Canucks turned it around. They look like a different team after that.
0: I mean, Canucks are getting uh, goal scoring here from other sources like Jake Virtanen and stuff. But what happens when that's not there and you need your top guys, Horvat, Petterson, and Besser to produce?
2: Well, Horvat's been a stud. petterson has been a stud. Brock started off slow, but Brock isn't Brock right now. Like, that groin is still hampering him. That's why he's not able to get that one-timer slapper
0: off. Should he sit if his groin if he, if he his groin is hampering him? Should he sit?
2: I don't think so because, I mean, if he's still okay enough to play, he's a threat out there that other teams are going to try and defend. And, I, like, the, you know, if he's out there, he's out there. And Canucks, like, opposing steam teams still need to be really, really weary of what he does, not only playmaking-wise, but also his wrister. It's just a tool that he has in his tool belt that isn't as sharp as... You know, probably the Canucks and, and, I get and Brock that. wouldn't want it to. And be.
0: I get that, but I I'm saying you want him to be 100 percent healthy, don't you? Yeah. You don't want him. You don't want him to. You don't want it to get worse. I don't think right? it's.
2: I think if it was getting worse, he would be sitting. But it's it's something that's going to have to improve for him over time. And hey, maybe his confidence is down. And like at some point, Greener goes, "Okay, well, we're going to sit you or we're going to scratch you." And maybe that's the thing that eventually helps him get back into the uh, into the rhythm that he had. But don't forget, man, last year, like November is when Besser hit his stride. He looked decent in October, and then in November, he started lighting it up. And especially in that November game against the Penguins, that was kind of the catalyst last year where Besser really started getting his motor running. So, like I said, man, I think he's too good. I'm not concerned about Brock. I am more so with Goldobin. I think once Bertie gets back... He, I would ask the question, where does Louis fit again for the millionth time? Because Louie's just not doing enough out there. He had a chance last night. He was right in front of the net by himself, and he just panicked and shot it right into Crawford's crest. Like It was like just a muffin of a shot, and it was right at Crawford. I'm just like, man,
0: how? how is, How does this guy keep getting these looks and just farming them? Yeah, I think he was in really close, and I think that's what uh, old Cheech there on the broadcast was like. Oh, he got in too close, and that's the best he could do. No,
2: well, you can (laughs) wait a goalie out, too. You can make a move. Uh, To me, it's just like, I don't know, maybe he's gripping onto his stick too much, but zero goals. Yeah. Not good enough.
0: Uh, Anders Nielsen also, I guess he was put on injured reserve there. Yeah, broke a finger in uh, practice. Yeah, so Richard Bachman has been backing up backing up uh jacob markstrom who looked really good last night had a whale of a really game. good last night i thought that was one of his better games last
2: the two games in the cage he's been outstanding and uh yesterday i think he looked probably the most comfortable in net that he has all season the first goal you can't really fault him on because sod just came in with such speed even though he got a piece of it he just backed him too far into his own net the second goal was impossible it was a screen that tape shot was incredible you know both like other than that he's made some really big stops and he's looked comfortable he's not over playing pucks he's not over committing to shots he's just looked really steadfast in there the last two games kind of like uh, when carrie price was at his prime i'm not saying he's as good as that but just like using less energy to kind of do more you know, like he's not swimming in his net at all and, and that's
0: nice to see. Are you comfortable with the way the goaltending is gonna go this year? The way the no. way it looks like it's gonna no,
2: go. I'm still worried about it. Uh, and, and I think everybody kinda should be. Just like you said, like when we're talking about this team as a whole, like nobody has major, major expectations for this team, but we are kind of seeing a light right now and we're having a hard time trusting it, you know? But when you look at the proof in the pudding here so far in this game, like they had a monster road trip, which they managed to stay above. Well, they were at 500 when it finished. They just played a. You know Four games at home They got one more On Friday against Colorado And then they have A six game road trip And then they have cool. Another six game road trip But that six game road trip Isn't against all world teams Right That's against like Your Detroit Red Wings yep. You know You're you're back to back In New York The Rangers are crap mm-hmm. The Islanders Who knows And and um, Still it's an eastern road trip Yeah and no never, And I agree you know, yeah. But I'm just saying Like with with How they came out of the gate Against those teams To be eight and six right now Pretty darn good
0: Yeah <laughs> I uh, yeah, I uh, Thatcher Demko still out with concussion. It's still I don't know exactly what's going on with that. Yeah, that's worrisome. They're been pretty hush hush. Yeah, that's worrisome to me for sure. Uh, Because I think he's going to probably factor into this at some point. I agree. You think? Yeah, definitely. Have to. Um, On the back end though, injuries to Tanev, Edler. Like these are your top two defensemen. Do you expect the Canucks' run of success to continue with both these guys out of the lineup?
2: (sighs) Well. Look who we're playing on Friday, man. We're playing, like, the hottest line in the NHL. That's going to be a pretty big test for this team. You know, Rantan and McKinnon... And Landeskog, I don't want to see Goodranson out on the ice too much when those guys are coming at him because he's going to get torched on the outside well, probably every I, time.
0: I made it. I texted somebody uh, during the Canucks game last night. I was like, "Man, Sad is making a mockery of Gabranson in that first period. He yeah. was because uh, Sad could have had three goals in that first period. Yeah, no, he was. He, he was, was by was,
2: far the best player on the he ice. He walked. For sure. He
0: walked right around Gabranson twice. I was like, man, Goodranson is all lead feet there.' Yeah, uh, and you know what? But, Overall, I think this whole stretch, he's been
2: one of the better D men. It's other than that first period, I'd I'd say that was an outlier for him. And look, we've been hard on good Branson, like really, really hard. But I'm not trying to be hard on him. I'm just saying he's done a lot of good things these last like two weeks.
0: Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not harping on him. I'm just saying a foot, foot speed is a serious problem especially when you're going against a team like the against the team like the Colorado Avalanche who are arguably you know the fastest team in the NHL
2: yeah sometimes to me it's like he doesn't realize how big he is and how he should use his body to angle players out like you know he has a massive reach with his stick he could use his stick a little bit better like getting in lanes and, and boxing those guys out but like man that first goal that Saad scored he was like going over to Hutton to play the guy Hutton was on. And then saw just went right around him. And that to me is an intelligence play. You know, that's not necessarily a foot speed play. That's just knowing where you have to be to keep these guys from coming at the net. You got to get the angle on him to force him wide. And he, he missed the mark there and saw jumped on him. Like saw clearly saw what was happening. And he's like, I'm going wide left and I'm going to torch this guy.
0: Canucks eight and six to start the season. Pretty fantastic start, if you ask me, because they had a brutal schedule in this first fourteen games. Like that Eastern Road trip, uh, and then had a couple of games at home and then they were out on the road again and played quality teams too. Like quality teams. Are you happy at eight and six, right I'm
2: now? I'm incredibly stoked. Look at what we're watching, man. We're watching entertaining hockey games there hasn't been a dud other than that game against Arizona all the games have been fun to watch at least even when you even the game where the Penguins schlacked us you know for two periods that game it was engaging and it was fun to watch I like I couldn't ask for more from this team with the expectations set at the beginning of the season like entertaining Petey's been all world and he's given everybody hope shotgun Jake is like the funnest sports tradition going on right now i i love it i think it's rad i man
0: i'm having a great time this season uh let's have because travis green was asked last night after the game
1: yeah i am we're uh you know we're trying to build uh but you know there's there's no coaches in the world that are gonna sit there and over pat their team on the back that's for sure but i am i 'm happy with how we 've played so far and, and and really almost every game we've we've had a good effort and for me, I want our team I want them to play hard every night and uh, be aggressive we've talked about being an aggressive team and I think for the main part, most part we have and and when you do that, good things can happen
0: so yeah that's Travis Green asked about how he feels about the first fourteen games because I think a lot of people didn 't expect this from the Canucks well when we
2: started this season, we started this podcast, one of the things that I was really You know, emphasizing was the bottom six of this team. I said the bottom six of this team is much better. And I think they've proven that like the bottom six of this team is good at checking. They're better at breaking out of their zone. They're more offensive and they have more depth. Like we, we are down two centers in this bottom six and their performance last night was awesome. And I love the competition there. Like when a guy like Beagle and a guy like Sutter gets back, who are they pulling out? Are they going to pull out? Gaudet and Gaunce, if they keep playing the way that they're playing, probably because just you know like seniority, but like Gaunce is making a case for himself. Gaudet has had after one game Gauntse three three good games. Well, he he is in his mind, and he's only played one game. But like if he continues to play that way, he's gonna make a case for himself. He did, dude, he didn't look out of position at all last night. He looked great, and even last year, he played well. He wasn't the problem. There was many other problems last year, but I I just think overall this, this bottom six is better. Like Mott, nobody even thought Mott was going to make the team at the beginning of the year. And he's been super steady. He tries harder than like a lot of the other Canucks out there. He puts in a better effort than a guy like Louie night in, night out. He does. It's true. You know? So if I'm, thinking about who i'm gonna pull in or pull out i i think it's a harder decision with this bottom six and that's not necessarily a bad thing because they're doing a great job in their own end and they're doing a great job moving the puck up the
0: ice i think the prevailing thought going into this season was the connects are going to be as good as their good as their young players their skilled young players are going to take them are maybe we're seeing here in the early going that some of their bottom six can be the difference makers. And because of that, you don't have to have great performances from Patterson, Horvat and Besser every night to get wins.
2: Yeah. I agree with that, man. Like I I think they've, they've played better than anybody expected them to play. Really. And, and I think of, I like, I really, really have like Grindlin's game all season. These last two games, I think have been his best two all season. I love how that guy can move up and down the lineup. Like he reminds me of like a guy like Chris Higgins when the Canucks were making their runs back in the day. You know, he's like a cheaper, probably a little less offensive Chris Higgins, but for the money that we're paying him. You know, he has the potential to turn into a player like that. And it's so nice to have that type of utility on your team, man. I mean,
0: he can kill penalties. He He can move up and down the lineup. It's so nice to have that guy, right? And
2: Schaller, too. Like, Schaller's moved up on the top line with Besser and Horvat, and he's looked good. He hasn't been out of place. Schaller is a great skater, by the way. Like, for a big dude, he can get up and down the ice. And his forechecking... Is awesome. That was the thing last night about Quenville Hey, like when you're watching the Blackhawks Which by the way, Blackhawks, Canucks Never a disappointing game Even when they're both bottom feeding teams Like they always just show up for each other And the energy gets taken up a notch But like Quenville last night Like he told his team to get in there on Early on the forecheck Forecheck the shit out of this team That is missing their top two defenders, and that had the Canucks pinned in their own end for most of the first and half of the second. And then, you know, like that's how you play a road game. You want to be that aggressive coming out of the gate. Blackhawks ran out of gas going into the third, but like that's kind of the game plan, I guess, on how to Canucks also really make it tough. Also caught a break, knock
0: having Patrick Kane there. Yeah, for uh, sure. And the Blackhawks, I think they had to save a little bit in the tank because they're playing against Edmonton this evening as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the Canucks did exactly what they had to do. And they weathered the first two periods against the Blackhawks, thanks to Markstrom, you know, maybe a little bit of luck. But, yeah, that's that's how you have to beat a team that's uh, very aggressive because they were very aggressive on the Canucks, and they're going to see more of that but, against Colorado. But when you look
2: at... A team like the Blackhawks missing a guy like Kane, you can say, Yeah, okay, well, they're missing Kane, but look at how many guys the Canucks are missing. This team is
0: playing insanely well. If you want to talk about injuries, it's awesome, yeah. Um, no, I, I mean, I just said Kane because Kane is clearly the best player on the Blackhawks, yeah. and he's points and goals
2: three. right now, I think, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And when you watch the Blackhawks play, he's he. Dominates Like when he's out, that's, that's mm-hmm. the reason they win games. He's the reason they win games, which is interesting to me because I think that are the Canucks at a point where they have the players up front where they can win games just based solely on offensive talent? If they're healthy,
2: <laughs> which is a, a big part of that, right? I really like, I think Berchi's a bigger piece to this puzzle than a lot of people believe. Like, that when Berchi and Horvat and Besser are on that line, that top line, that line is something to defend, man. Like, Berchi is good at getting in on the forecheck. He sniffs out pucks. Mm-hmm. He d- gets him out to Horvat, who's a beast in front. Gets it out to Besser, who, like, when he's on the top of the circles, man, that shot is hard to defend. I'd love to, like, I want to see him back. I don't think Schaller's doing a, a bad job, but... When he does come back You gotta ask the question Who is gonna be Moving out of there Is it Goldobin Is it Erickson I think it's one of those Two guys
0: I, I I don't I guess I guess it might be Goldobin I don't know What are you seeing On the Canucks power play Because I think That's a point of emphasis Right now They don't exactly know uh, What they want to do With this With this power play They're oh They were oh three Against the Blackhawks Last night I don't think they scored One against Minnesota uh, Like, they have the two guys up front, Pedersen, and Besser, there on either sides of this, yeah. like, umbrella. But I still think it's – they don't know exactly what they want to do. They did score my, power play against my, Minnesota. My
2: before. issue with them is that they're standing still. Like, Pedersen and Besser are too – like, they're not moving around enough. And it's not from side to side on the ice. It's vertically. And what you need to do is, when one guy gets the puck and he's up high, maybe the other guy needs to cheat low, change the passing lanes a little bit more, uh, just to give that option, to open that option up, and when the other team's playing the box, and then that's when you you can hit your pivot with a nice pass. You know, it's threatening that middle passing lane, and then getting those D those those two top I guess it's forwards when they're uh, defending forwards to try and follow them, move up and move down with them, so you can either make that pass quick up to your pivot
0: or make that pass down low to a front uh, a guy like Bo. I think they have just one power play goal. The Canucks have just one power play goal since Alex Edler got hurt. Yeah, and. And since Pedersen got back, they've got they've got nothing.
2: Yeah, I don't think it completely all lies on, like, Pouliot and who else they've tried at that pivot spot. Like, yeah. obviously, he's not as, as good at it as a guy like Edler. Who are they going to put there if it's not Pouliot, right? I'd try Hutton, again. I think those are your two guys that you have to kind of go with. I mean, Stetcher played, Stetcher played some time in, in North Dakota on North
0: Dakota's top power play unit when it was, like, Besser and Schmaltz, you know? This is where I think Kijula, I really wish they had brought in a guy like Tobias Enstrom. He would have been perfect for that. Like
2: yeah, but utterly uh, perfect. I mean, we got we got Quinn Hughes waiting in the wings, right? Yeah, but we're talking
0: about this season. Yeah, like,
2: I know. Right? I know. And then you know, like o- Ollie Ulevy's doing well in Utica. Maybe he'll get a a call up at some point this year and we can see him try and run that at the, at that pivot. But I I don't think that this power play's effectiveness is just 100% on that D man. Like I don't. I I really think that both Pedersen and Besser have to move around the ice a little bit more when they're working those walls.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. This defense is still I, I foresee a nightmare happening here because I mean like, Itanav and Edler are still out for uh, a conceded period of time. This is this is the defenseman they're going with right now. You got Gabranson, you got Hutton, which is fine. That's like their top pairing. Yep. Then you have Pouliot, Stetcher. That's hit and miss every game. Stetcher's been pretty decent, though. I mean, yeah. he got he got his bell rung
2: towards the end of the game last night, but I th- I think he's been pretty good. And then you got Biega. He scares the crap out of me every time he's got the puck on his stick and every
0: time a guy's coming down the wing on him. Uh, Delzado, he was out of the lineup altogether there for a little yeah. while. What have you seen from him since he's got back? I think he had his best
2: game last night, but... He's one of those guys that you got to. I kind of question the effort every once in a while with him. They're like he on back checks, he's not always moving his skates. He seems like a guy who is a little more comfortable in the offensive zone, jumping into the play and stuff. And that's nice to see from Del Zotto. But defensively, it's not just about hitting guys; it's about being in the right spot. And we've already talked about this, even with Edler and Tanev in the lineup. Like the Canucks need to do better positionally in their own end it's not just about blocking shots it's about getting your stick in the right position i'd you know even a defenseman would rather have the puck deflect off their stick and out of play than scramble to try and block a shot and they're doing too much of that but it's nice to have the firepower this year to keep up with the other teams when they're getting their chances And it's nice to have those bottom 16 men come back and really, really help out these defensemen. And that's where we're better this year. And that's why we're in most of these games after getting, you know, scored on how many times first this
0: entire season? Yeah, again, scored on again first last night. This team is like they're holding it together somehow yeah resilience they've been resilient very early in the season I mean through a tough schedule through injuries to key players both up front and on the back end and now goaltending wise right like like this could have been a nightmare it really could have been a nightmare yeah it's it's had all the pieces to make it a nightmare and they're eight and six that's awesome
2: first in the pacific division yeah Horvat popping them Pedersen just better better than a lot of people even thought he'd come out of the gate as. Vertanen seems to, you know, look like he's learning and playing well and engaging, which is a huge part of him. I like that Roussel has been on this team as well. Roussel with two goals and Roussel with some serious bite in his game, man. Like going at guys, kind of showing Jakey like this is what you do. And and you can see it in Vertanen's game developing. And when he when we came into the season, that's one of the things that that jake said he said i want the opposing team to hate me and who better to learn on how to be hated than a guy like antoine roussel
0: that's another player i actually was watching play and i was wondering your thoughts on this because he takes a bad penalty pretty much every game he takes a bad penalty but he also
2: draws penalties and that's the thing about him right like he's You gotta give it to him Because for almost every bad penalty he takes It evens out with a call that he'll get And I got no problem with that I got no problem with guys Having that sandpaper to their game And and doing that unless it costs them big Louis in Minnesota He took a really really bad penalty In the offensive zone Minnesota scored I was like swearing my head off When Roussel does it He usually draws one you know, at not immediately, but at some other point in the game, which is another thing that I want to talk about real quick. Got at last night after Stetcher got hit. I mean, not got at, Gauntz. After Stetcher got hit last night, in there right away after that hit. He was in there right away. And that to me, I was like smiling from ear to ear. He didn't drop him, but he was just like, you hit him, I'm coming at you. And we've seen twice this year already with Pedersen after the Matheson incident. And we saw it again um, on a hit from behind to Mott, where there was no reaction at all from the Canucks. And Gons comes in the lineup, does that immediately.
0: Thumbs up to Gons for doing that. That's fantastic. And Canucks need to do more of that. If you're wondering what Travis Green thought of that hit, he said it was just a circumstantial thing. He didn't think uh, there was anything dirty there.
2: No, No, and I agree. But, I mean, still, your player goes down and he's holding his head. You know, the whistle blows, doesn't blow get in there it doesn't hurt to get in there and do something you know even if it is just a stinky glove in the face or looking at the guy being like don't you do that again you know or if it is that bad shed him and go at him because that's the time to do it don't try and seek retribution later
0: mm-hmm. the Canucks are going to host Colorado uh, on Friday night which is tomorrow night um, since we're doing this podcast on a Thursday preview Colorado what are we expecting from that game track meet
2: are we not i i I think that's what that game is going to be i think it's going to be wide open i don't think colorado's defense is that good at um containing a a team like the canucks that are really really fast and i know that the canucks defense is going to have a really hard time containing probably the best line in the league so expect a lot of back and forth and you know some pretty good goaltending from both of these teams to try and uh keep this game low scoring
0: uh colorado's uh seven and three right now but they are playing this evening against calgary so the canucks get him on the back end of a back that's nice back, that's which, really nice yeah which means they might not they probably won't see Varlamov. they'll probably see or Varlamov, whatever he's calling himself uh, they'll probably see grubauer <laughs> yeah just so, call him varley yeah varley. gruby grubauer is no slouch either no he's though, not right? no, like not he's one
2: of the best goaltenders last season yeah for sure yeah
0: so I mean that's all we can look at right now game to game for the Vancouver Canucks. All right, there's something I want to get off my chest. Oh jeez. I was going to lead off with it, but I'm like, you know what? No, there's no reason to lead off with a negative. So I thought I'd end it with this. Oh crap. I want to talk about Shotgun Jake. Okay, let's hear it. I love Shotgun Jake. I love the nickname. I think it's one of the best nicknames that canucks have come up with i agree i love the flow as well i you know i love D-K-P-D. Shotgun jake smashes the flow i love dk vd i i like i love it all i love all those i think they're they're that like those names are right up there with like the russian rocket i love that stuff alexander the great it's it's yeah, back yeah, with yeah. those you know those good of nicknames uh but here's my problem with shotgun jake I don't see this as something that should, should or could continue. As in, let's all slam a beer after shotgun Jake scores a goal. That's not slamming a beer, Art. It's shotgunning a beer, hence the name. Same thing. Shot- no, it's not the same thing at all. You slam the beer, you shotgun the beer, whatever. You drink the beer really fast right away. Shotgunning right? is different than slamming, though, all day. All right, semantics, okay? I don't understand. I will
2: argue. Okay, I
0: don't understand. (laughs) Like, like, why do we have to become like nineteen or twenty year olds? Is
2: that your issue? So you're gonna sound like an old man saying, "Why do we have to become like nineteen or twenty year olds?" No, I'm just saying we're not the Bills Mafia. Better than the Bills Mafia We're not the Bills Mafia We're not going through tables We're not slamming anybody else through tables like, what But if this we get, is a what, good tradition no, It is a fun no.
0: Canadian I don't tradition like, I don't like it Because what if we get to a place Where he scores like 30, 30 goals a year What if, When that happens Well
2: if he scores 30 goals a year My roommate is going to have to hoop a vodka tampon Because <laughs> that's the deal he made He said I'm not participating in Shotgun Jake But if he scores 30 I'll hoop a vodka tampon And I would pay a ticket to see that man do
0: that well that's fine that he will do something crazy like that but i'm with him and i th- i don't i don't i don't i don't like it i don't like shotgun Jake. like i love the nickname but why? i don't love shotgun
2: Jake. what, what you going to muffin out because you gotta chug a beer once every couple games who cares no, we're better than that what do you mean we're better than that why do you look at that as a negative we what's can be wrong with it? better than that what's wrong with it because I think the ta- you're not shotgunning eight beers. He's not scoring eight beers. You're not encouraging. Well, the Canucks play drinking. 82
0: games a season.
2: Yeah, but it's spaced out. It's spaced out over months. You're sounding <laughs> we'll like an old game. You're sounding like an old
0: man here. No, I I, I think it's stupid. I don't like it. That's fine. I don't like it. Don't participate. I think I think we're better than that. It's a franchise. I think think it's fantastic. I think
2: we're better than that. I think it's the best tradition going on in sports right now. I disagree. Well, that's fine. You can
0: disagree all you want. Don't participate. Do you like? Do you like? Do you like Bills? The when the the Buffalo Bills when they're throwing themselves through tables.
2: I think it's entertaining. You do. Yeah. I think it's pathetic.
0: I think it's entertaining. I think watching that happen is
2: so funny flaming tables people jumping off their trailers in the fields and going through tables it's hilarious that's what a team that has gone yeah. through just so much heartbreak and loss is doing to unify a fan base if shotgun jake if i'm doing a shotgun jake here and somebody up in we're not Prince at that Rupert point though we're not at that to see point a Canucle, that unifies us together as fans uh, both doing shotgun jakes i think i think juvenile. it's fantastic i think
0: it's juvenile
2: yeah a lot of things in sports are juvenile Sellies could be considered juvenile You,
0: know, you sound worse than, worse than Don Cherry here No, yeah, I don't like the It's a shotgun. fun thing to do I, I love, I, I told you, I love the nickname You don't have to drink a beer like that After he scores every goal Why? Because it's uncool? You gotta go to church the next day? What's wrong with it? Well, why did we not do a podcast last night? Why
2: didn't we do a podcast last night? Yeah Because it was your birthday and you were supposed to come over here... Oh, you're And you this on forgot me. the
0: power cord. You're putting this on me. Yeah. I hate... Because
2: Jake scored two goals and I was responsible enough as a fan to say, Listen, I can't drive over there.
0: Could you please come over here tonight? You could have been responsible as a fan and a podcast partner to not drink those beers. It's Halloween art.
2: I probably... Usually, if I have two beers... I'm okay to go, but last night, Halloween being the night that it is, roadblocks out there, kids on the streets, I think I was being more responsible by going, hey friend, hey guy whose podcast we record at your house every time, do you mind coming
0: over here? I'll buy you a birthday cake for it, and you know what? We can do it here. Well, I mean, when you buy the equipment and have it set up at your place... Uh, maybe that's kind of all right. What let's you get let's for. move on here, though. Oh, I'm just saying, if you're gonna throw Shot, that on here, the
2: shotgun Jake is a great tradition. I'm very happy with it. And by the end of the season, Art, it'll be gone. You will do one. No,
0: yes, it'll be gone. I and I'll bet, be happy for it. I right? will bet it won't be gone because we're better than that. We're not better Canucks than that, fans. We're not the Bills. Why mafia. are you? Why are you Bill, making it? Why are you making it seem like it's a bad mafia. thing? Be it's be not a bad thing.
2: Be better than the Bills. It's not the same as the Bills Mafia. I think it's a tradition among BC and it's fun.
0: Don't be a stick in the mud. I'm not being a stick in the mud. I just yeah, think it's unnecessary. Hard. I think it's unnecessary. All right. Well, I mean, agree to disagree. I think we're better than that. Be better than the Bills Mafia. All right. Uh, I. That's pretty much all I had for the podcast. Did that's you have anything fine. else? That's good. Did you have anything else you no, wanted to get off No, you just got your, your last chest? word in be better
2: than the Bills Mafia. I don't understand this better thing. I don't. I don't see why it's better. It's people celebrating. I think the Bills Mafia. It's not be a bad thing. Nobody's getting hurt doing a shotgun.
0: our pride it's It's not pride
2: it's it's a celebration (laughs) yeah
0: i don't like it that's fine you don't have to like
2: it but i mean you're kind of looking down on the people by saying that we're better than that i'm one of those people and i take offense to it
0: okay take offense to it I i just think we can do better than that okay yeah i think we can as a fan base and going forward especially since the games are you know every other night pretty much for the rest of the season so I mean, we're you gonna have this. Uh, they're not every other night. Well,
2: I mean, on most Friday the are. Canucks play Colorado, and then they don't play again until Tuesday.
0: Hmm. There you go. I mean, it's different also because if you're you're comparing it to like the Bills, like football, right? They have games once a week, right? Yeah, but it's not the yeah. same thing. Of course, you can have different. It's levels not people of getting
2: absolutely loser pissed and throwing each other through tables. It's a shotgunning, shotgunning
0: a beer. All right. I'll show you how to do it. Oh, you you don't think I know how to shotgun a beer? I don't think you do. You don't think I know no, how to shotgun a beer? No, I don't okay all right let's leave it at that uh where can we find you caleb Kirby? at curbman 23 on twitter uh there's also an email you can email between the stammers right yep between the stammers at gmail.com and you can find me at art aronson uh, that's across instagram facebook and twitter uh enjoy the canucks colorado avalanche game that's a friday night game and then a tuesday game to go out on the road you betcha right on thanks for listening